Welcome back. Another episode of Apes Like Wine. We talk about older forms of art, such as movies, TV shows, video games. You name it. Or you see if they've aged well or not. But like people's taste in wine, just because we might like it doesn't mean that you have to. We're your hosts. Well, I guess. Okay. Spoilers. Matt's not here, so Peter. And, and not Matt. Right. So... <laughs> Yeah, so Matt, Matt is MIA. He's gone fishing. So Matt today has uh, disappeared. He hasn't told us where he left. So now we have to wait for episode. Yeah, now we have to wait for episode where William doesn't come on. And it's just me and Matt, so it goes full circle. Or but today's episode, we're continuing our '90s theme, and we're talking about a movie that me and William watched when we were younger, and oh, you watched we rewatched now. Yeah, of course I did. Oh, okay, did we watch it at the same time when we were younger? Probably. Cause I remember yeah, that movie. Oh, okay. can, I, can I introduce the movie first? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Before we reminisce. So the movie is Mortal Kombat, where the kick-ass theme song comes from for the games. Indeed. And the movie was directed by Paul Anderson. And it was based off the video games Mortal Kombat, if you didn't know. By so. Midway Games. Now, Midway Games. NetherRealm Studios. Oh, I didn't notice that actually. Yeah. When did, so, when did they change names actually? Uh, I believe it was after Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is when they got bought out by Warner Media, and then. Oh. They... Okay. So, the main thing I believe is that, uh, so the original creators were, I believe Ed Tobias, Ed Boon and Tobias something, and they of course are, their names are in Noob Cybot, but Tobias. I think left the company either maybe early on maybe after like mortal kombat 3 or something or um maybe when the merge or when the bought out happened when they formed netherrealm studios because that's why noob cybot isn't called cybot anymore he's just called noob because oh, really? left. yeah that's why that's why in games, that like because he used to be called noob cybot because it's boone ed boone and then i think it's john tobias but then when john tobias left they took out the cybot part so that's why he's just called noob I mean, they, in the games, they just call him, like, Bihan, because Noob is a terrible name. Oh, Bihan. Okay, you know what? I don't... I don't. So, if you can tell, William is a huge fan of Mortal Kombat. I am a very huge fan of Mortal Kombat, yes. I myself have played a few of the games, but I'm not... I haven't really looked into the lore or anything. I, I mean, I know a thing or two, so... so I, I did play when I was younger. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's Scorpion's real name? Okay, you know, I don't know that. Okay, what's Sub Zero's real name? The one that. Dude, I if I did mention. know Scorp- if I did know Scorpion's real name, how would I know Scorpion's real name? Or All right, what's, what's Liu Kang's nickname? It's Dragon of the West. No. The Chosen One. All right, you fail. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, whatever. So, <laughs> so the movie is a video game movie adaptation, like I said earlier, and it grossed. 122.1 million dollars and it had a budget of like 18 million dollars and i know video game movies are kind of a thing now kind of sort of with like the sonic movie detective pikachu and stuff and this movie is actually the seventh highest grossing like video game movie of all time Wait, what's the first uh i think it's probably sonic okay yeah that makes sense let me let me see yeah sonic sonic and detective pikachu are one and two so yeah wow I didn't realize Sonic made more money than the 
like Detective Pikachu. Yeah, you think a Pokemon IP would make more money than Sonic? I guess people are just curious about Sonic because it looks so bad. True, so. and they had Jim Carrey in it, so I mean, it's like a huge hit with Western audiences. I mean, they had Ryan Reynolds and Ted the Pikachu. Yeah, that's true, but you would only recognize him by his voice. And, like, Jim Carrey, I think, is a bigger icon than Ryan Reynolds. Well, spoilers, Ryan Reynolds makes an appearance in the movie. Alright, shut up. Okay, enough spoilers for that. Yeah. So, we're going to be Kombat. discussing the movie. We're, yeah, we're going to be discussing the movie in, like, several sections. Um, it's not going to be as, I guess, free flow. I, I mean, it's kind of free flow, but, I mean, usually Matt leads the session, and then we're just kind of there. So, now that he's not here, we kind of had to do something. So, I've organized kind of, like, pin, like bullet points of what to talk about. So, first, the story of the movie. So, to summarize the movie, it's just, there's Raiden. He's a god. And Raiden. he's recruited Raiden, sorry, Raiden. And he has to recruit he has to recruit fighters for a tournament called Mortal Kombat, which is on for a secluded item. Earth Realm. For Earth Realm. And the most important part and of in the this movie plot... he recruits. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you do... <laughs> I'm trying to summarize the movie. Okay, I know, but there's, like, key important details that you haven't mentioned. Like, this is the most important Mortal Kombat because Outworld has already won the previous nine. And if Outworld wins this tenth one, then they're able to conquer Earth Realm. Have you okay. ever summarized anything in your life? You don't make it that oddly specific. I mean, I'm just trying to... There's a tur- okay, basically, there's a tournament. Raiden's a god of Earth, and he recruits three people, Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, and Johnny Cage. Okay, that's all you need to know about the summary of the movie. And the most That's important thing premise. is that uh, Liu Kang is on his journey to avenge his brother's killer. Sonya's looking for Kano. Johnny Cage is looking to prove himself. Bam. Okay. Uh, with that being said, what are your thoughts on the story, William? Great story. I, I know it deviates it. from the plot of Mortal Kombat, but you I don't know. like that. I don't like that part. Yeah. But I mean, I mean it is, for for what it is, right? A video game movie, right? You know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect Liu Kang to really have a brother, but he kind of works as like the. Like the Kung Lao substitute here, and like Luke I mean, my favorite himself. character, yeah. my favorite character is Kung Lao in the Mortal Kombat universe. Personally, I like him too because yeah, he's he's pretty funny. But he was my main in Mortal Kombat Nine. Like, was he like the spinning tornado move that you kept spamming on me? What do you mean? I had some combos down, but it didn't work on PSN Live. So I mean, that's true. That that, that online is almost as bad as like <laughs> Smash Online. Pretty much. Yeah, the story. Story is pretty interesting. I mean, I know it deviates from. I mean, besides the fact that they're fighting and there's key characters, uh, there's some details about the story that are very different from like the video games. Like we mentioned earlier, Liu Kang does not have a brother in the games. What well, I mean, what what else is there actually? Um, I think the big thing is I don't think Raiden's a beggar in the games. He's kind of like. From the get-go, oh, yeah. Liu Kang is like he's like trained by Raiden in the original game, so of course he has respect for. Oh wait, instead of is that, wait, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, do you not remember wait, so, one comment? So does he train monks? Did he train Kung Lao too, or was yeah, that? Yeah, he he also trained Kung Lao. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The thing is, Liu Kang never went to America in like in the games. You know what I mean? That was kind of a thing they only put in here. Let's see. Yeah. So like, he is like a devout like trainee 
of Raiden. Raiden encourages him to go to Mortal Kombat this first tournament. He doesn't tell Kung Lao to go because obviously he believes that Liu Kang is going to win. Well, Kung Lao goes anyway in the original timeline. But, yeah. So we're talking uh, too much about the games. Shouldn't we just talk I, about the movie? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to talk about like, similarities. So Johnny Cage's reason is pretty much like the same. It's not really like super important. He kind of wants to like up his um, celebrity status, like prove himself as like a real martial artist. Uh, within the games and both in the movie, Sonya's the same thing. She's trying to look for Kano. Uh, there's like a little bit of a different reason as to why in the in the games, but I mean it's pretty much the same idea. And yeah, they they get those three I mean, main characters. I mean, is there a reason explained in the movie for why she's hating Kano? Yeah, because he's just a, he's just uh, a no, fugitive. No, no, because he killed her partner. That's why he had the whole knife thing. Uh, that was the whole subplot. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole bit. I see. But I do like one change they did was like putting more for like a direct like rivalry slash like conflict between Liu Kang and Shang Tsung. Because in the games, there's that rivalry isn't really developed until like later on when like Liu Kang beats Shang Tsung in the tournament. But here, Liu Kang has like a direct reason to participate in that he's trying to avenge his brother's killer. Which I mean, for a Hollywood sense, I think that works. Like you know, it's fine. Like you don't know the character and stuff. I think about it, it's literally Enter the Dragon. Is that is that is that the plot of Enter the Dragon? It's pretty much Liu Kang's trying. To, I mean, not Liu Kang. Freaking Bruce Lee's trying to like avenge like his sister or brother's death from the hand of like a temple or something, and he fights uh, everyone. Okay. okay. So, I mean, it's kind of similar. I mean, the setting. So this whole movie gives me like Hong Kong kind of movie vibes, and yeah. which kind of makes sense because yeah. for the most part, it's like a fighting movie. Um, it's very self-aware. I would say it's self-aware. I don't, I, know if it's so yeah. I don't know if it's intentionally self-aware. I feel like it's self-aware. But, yeah, I mean, uh, thinking that it's more self-aware than it actually is makes the movie better. Because if it weren't, then, uh, oh, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think with, like, how cheesy some of the lines are and just, like, the delivery, I, th- I think that, like, everyone is well aware of, like, how cheesy things were and just kind of, like, rolled with it. Like, you see if, like, Shang Tsung's actor, he's kind of, like, your soul is mine, you know, and like he could think that's like really cheesy, but he just like went full one hundred percent, like full force on that stuff, you know. Pretty much, he just killed it. I mean, that's why. I, I mean, spoiler alert: he's my favorite character in the movie. I yeah, so actor. I guess like I guess we can move on to the next point, which is characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, your favorite character is Shane Soong. Do you feel like the characters were like fleshed out enough in the movie to? For it to be a solid, like, have a solid cast of characters? I, I think so. Uh, I think the main four, yes, which are... Yeah, yeah, the main four. Like, Johnny, Liu Kang, Sonya, and Shang Tsung. Raiden's almost kind of developed, but he's just very confusing throughout the movie, I think, with, like, what he is as a character. I mean, I kind of view him as, like, a troll at the end of the movie, which I'm not sure if that was, like, their intention. But, like, so... Yeah. Yeah, so one thing while me and William were watching the movie, <laughs> Raiden's like vo- like voice was really weird. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it. He just <laughs> sounded weird. You must participate in a tournament. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> he came up a little. He came up as a troll. Yeah, like there was a part where he's like whispering in everyone's ears. Like <laughs> and he goes like all real close to Sonya's ear in particular. 
Yeah, it's just uh, weird. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, the characters in the movie, I think for the most part, they have pretty good motivations, or you can see why they're acting that the way they are, essentially, for yeah. their characters. And yeah, it's a. I mean, they're pretty good to be honest. They're kind of they're really well developed. They know their role in the movie, mm-hmm. like they have their mission. And I would say, besides Johnny, you kind of get closure on most of them. I guess on two of them. So <laughs> Shane Soon's the main villain. So I mean, uh, stuff happens to him. But I mean, for I the will, most part, I, I will say the other villains don't feel as fleshed out. Which is, I mean. I know most people of Mortal Kombat are like big fans of Scorpion and Sub Zero. And spoiler alert, they're not really fleshed out. They don't really have any like voice lines. Oh yeah, you're right. They're they're cool in their action scenes. At least Scorpion is. Sub Zero is kind of it's okay. He's not great. But yeah, they they're not really given any character. But I mean, they're supposed to be kind of like the cool ninja character, like the cool ninja silent antagonist of the movie. And I guess that was their role. Goro's yeah, I guess overdeveloped in my opinion. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like you know, Sub Zero and Scorpion are such like beloved characters. I would have loved to see, you know, more personality to them. Because there is a lot of personality with their characters. Yeah. Yeah, they have their motivations and reasons, but I mean, they they're kind of like thrown in as kind of like token villains in this game. Yeah, more so. more of like Easter eggs than anything else. Yeah, and speaking of Easter eggs, don't you think this movie has like a lot of like cool little Easter eggs in it, from like the dialogue to. Like sound effects to just like how they act, I guess. Yeah, I remember when we were watching it together. You mentioned like like the bicycle scene at the very beginning, or like the bicycle placement when like Liu Kang wakes up from his nightmare. You see like a bicycle in the air, which is like a reference to like you know his air bicycle kick, which was pretty great. I think that was like the the biggest thing that was like a reference. Um, I mean, what, what did, they, what they highlighted. I mean, they highlighted like a lot of like the moves that. They had in the game like Johnny Cage's shadow kick, his nut punch. True, true. Like Sonya's kind of like wrap around with her legs, you know, stuff like that. I will, I will say one thing I liked that I forgot to mention while we were watching it. Do you know that scene where like Scorpion throws out, you know, his sphere, and like he misses Johnny Cage and he immediately like attacks him, like while it's like really yeah. back. I thought that was like kind of a good callback to like when you're playing like a fighting game. Someone whips a special move. They're like super open, so he immediately goes for a special move of his own. But he doesn't land it, of course. But yeah, I I thought I thought that was like I don't know maybe that was unintentionally like meta, but I liked it. No, I I agree. I don't know if that was intentional or not. It might have been. It, it might have been intentional because it's like I don't know, like a, a ninja like Scorpion, right? Like you'd think like with his within his context, like he wouldn't stop moving while the thing was like, or he would like move while the thing was like coming back to him. Because he just sees Johnny Cage running up to him, but it's kind of like in the game, so it's like once you put in that special move, you can't do anything. But yeah, what yeah, else I did mean, you want to talk about for Easter eggs? I mean, like I think I think that's about it. I mean, like I mean, if you if we move on to like the acting and stuff like that for the the whole thing, like a lot of the lines in the script, they have a lot of like quotes from the Mortal Kombat game. Oh yeah. So like. The announcer, if you get like, if you win without getting hit, then it, the announcer goes like, "Flawless victory," and they said that a lot in the movie, even though like yeah, yeah, a bit overused, a bit yeah, you know, the person who wins, yeah, the person who wins always got hit at least like once usually, <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. really flawless. But usually they say "flawless victory" just kind of like to uh, trash talk a bit, even though we see in the scene they got like 
you know, hit a bunch. So I don't know. I think it's just like their form of trash talk, but it kind of depends. There were, the there were some scenes. The, Shane Soon said like fatality in the thing too, right? He did. I mean, that worked in the right. scene. Right. Okay. Because okay. like you know, it's like finishing off the opponent, killing them. Yeah. So I mean, they had a lot of Easter eggs like that, like little. If you were like a fan of the game series, then you would have been like, "Oh, I noticed that," or like, "Oh, oh, oh, crap!" Like they put that in, you know? Yeah, so. yeah, true, true. But moving on from that, like, how did you think? So, like we mentioned earlier, like the movie's pretty self-aware for the most part. It's like really cheesy, but like, how did you think? How did you like the acting? I thought the acting was pretty great. Like it was like a, like you expect like the '90s acting for like a video game movie not to be like, great. And I thought it was like cheesy enough where I didn't have to take most of the scenes seriously. Like, I don't think this movie wants you to take anything seriously. And like, that's kind of something you have to understand from the beginning. Like once you kind of get into that mindset, it just becomes very fun to watch. It's like the acting wasn't like overly like, I don't know, dramatic. It was just kind of like over the top, but it was like the good kind of over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, while we were watching the movie together, we were just like laughing a lot of the scenes, and especially Raiden. Yeah, especially Raiden because Raiden just was so off-putting. I don't, I don't know he, what he, it he was. was. He's so awkward. <laughs> he's just a huge troll. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe that's was like their way of like seeing like a god interacting with humans. Is that like he made these jokes that were like very serious, but they weren't funny. But he was just like, ah, just kidding. But like nobody is laughing. Only he was laughing at his own jokes, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Ray. Like I don't know. Like Raiden was just like like he's just so awkward. Uh, the acting overall, like you know, I'm glad that the actors took it seriously. So like, like honestly, all the actors were trolls too. Like they were just taking it as seriously as they could. But like, holy moly, like it was just cheesy as hell. Um, but I will I will say as cheesy as it was and as cheesy as the fight scenes were, the cinematography for the most part was. It was really well done. Yeah, I wish it could have been a little faster paced, but I mean, I mean, I'm not going to complain too much about yeah, they that. Definitely, the slow mo is definitely overstated. It's welcome in the action scenes. I feel like yeah. So there, there are some parts in the action scenes where like they would be like done fighting, or like maybe like they would have someone to fight. So you're just seeing them do like a flip and a punch for no reason sometimes. Yeah, or like a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah, they, they just make a noise like ha. Like, Luke King's first fight with that one guy was just, like, the other guy was just screaming the entire time. <laughs> and that was, like, his only dialogue. I, I think the only line he had the entire movie was no, when, like, Shang Tsung, like, steals his soul. But besides that, it was just a bunch of grunts. Pretty much. So, like, to give you guys a picture of the acting, it's just, like, very over... I wouldn't even say it's, like, over the top. Like, the acting's pretty well done. Like, like we said, the movie's self-aware, so... Like, they're just saying the stuff seriously, but, like, you know, you can't really take the movie that seriously. But, you know, it's really fun to watch, I would say. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that goes into, like, the next topic of, like, enjoyability. The movie was very enjoyable to watch, like. Oh, yeah. Super entertaining for me. You know, as, like, a video game fan and, like, a fan of the series, I don't really, you know, I haven't really played the series. But, like, I'm, you know, I like the game. So, besides Shao Kahn, I don't like Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn, but... World Kahn 9, worst, <laughs> worst boss ever. Yeah, well, besides Shao Kahn uh like the the movie is just very enjoyable like besides that i like mortal Kombat, so i mean it was just very enjoyable to watch i i like the easter eggs that they had as like a nerd and like a fan of video games in general so 
But, you know, William, as a huge Mortal Kombat fan, how do you feel enjoyability-wise? I mean, it was definitely entertaining. I will say that. This is... It's like the right amount of cheesiness and campiness that's kind of like the Venom movie is to me as a Venom fan. I think this is definitely like Mortal Kombat's version of that. Like, while I would like to see like a more serious, like, you know, more like, I guess, just better, well done script on the entire universe. I mean, this came out like 1995 before I even like wanted a Mortal Kombat movie, right? And like watching back at it, I just love the campiness of it, you know. The action, you know, the fast pace of it. And I really enjoyed it, like, scene to scene. Especially, like, the differences. Like, you know, some of the differences would be off-putting if you're, like, a, I don't know, like, a hardcore Mortal Kombat fan. Especially, like, Raiden's characterization. But, like, I, like, thoroughly enjoyed it. Just because of how... Normally, I would say, like, it's, like, unintentionally funny, like, the room. But I feel like they were, like, self-aware with all these scenes. That it's just, like, they wanted to play off the campiness. That's what made me enjoy it a bunch. I mean, obviously... For me, like I'm, I'm a fan of Liu Kang and like characters like Johnny Cage, but obviously I, I think I'm a bigger fan of like Scorpion Sub Zero, and while I would have loved for their stories to be put into this kind of like movie, like I realize like now that like with the tone of the movie, how kind of cheesy it was, that their really like tragic stories probably wouldn't have fit the con like the tone of the movie, especially Scorpion because he's on like a a path of vengeance essentially because his whole family was killed. But honestly, he just served as like a villain here, and like that works. That just works. Yeah. So, despite the praise that we're giving the movie, the movie actually wasn't received that well. Initially, when the movie came out, it actually got like a forty percent, forty-seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. It was like a four point five out of ten, and some and most people said that. I'm going to quote here. Most people said that. Despite an effective, otherworldly atmosphere and appropriately cheesy visuals, Mortal Kombat suffers from its poorly constructed plot, laughable dialogue, and subpar acting. And other critics will give it like 58 out of 100. And oh, actually, so apparently CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A-, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. But, but yeah, most people, I think, I think at best people would say that like, look, it's a bad movie. If you look at it from like a sense of like, oh, let's look try to check off the boxes of like how good it is in like plot or something right yeah but yeah. i think they're kind of missing the point personally i think it was meant to be kind of i think it was meant to be cheesy so i don't think it's like a valid argument to say stuff like i don't know like the plots were terrible the dialogue was terrible and i actually don't think the acting was that bad personally even though people say it's not very good so yeah, I, I mean, I feel like, so this is what I know from, like, the Mortal Kombat, like, fandom is that they generally, like, love this movie because of how cheesy it is. Like, they know it's not a great movie by, like, movie standards, but, like, you know, people, like, the fans of Mortal Kombat love this movie, but obviously, like, absolutely hate the second one, which it just doesn't have any of the elements that made this movie, like, fun to watch. But, like, the general fandom does enjoy this movie because it was entertaining. If you're a fan of Mortal Kombat, yeah, I will say that if you if you ever played Mortal Kombat, it's like a fighting game. It has a story and everything, but it's also like very, I guess, it's very humorous too, and it has a lot of like cheesy stuff in it. Like, for example, like Scorpion, whenever he drags someone, he's like, "Get over here!" You know, it's just like, get down here. Yeah, (laughs) the game, the game 
has those moments, and I feel like they emulated the game pretty well in that sense. Although I'll bite sometimes a little too much with some of the lines, like you were saying there. Yeah, like flawless victory being overly used. I think. Like, yeah, and, just yeah, and scorpion. Yeah, and scorpion. So his one. So he says, "Get over here." That's the thing in the game. Yeah, but like. They literally like milk that in the movie, where it's like, "Get down here!" <laughs> Just like that's not Scorpion's line. He never says that in the game. Yeah, Scorpion never says that in the game. So it's just, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they added their own lines, but I mean, like, I mean, it's just funny that they added those. So, yeah. but yeah, like William mentioned, yeah, the second movie isn't, uh, I, I, it's probably not as well received as the first one. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Not. I mean, if, I mean fans, I know the Mortal Kombat. Like a third movie. Yeah, I know the Mortal Kombat fans personally don't like the movie. It, <laughs> yeah, Annihilation, which is a sequel, says near universally panned by both fans and critics. Yep. So the third film got canceled. But uh, good news a reboot is coming out in 2021 of Mortal Kombat. True. So. And uh, just as a quick little, I guess, side note, if you were a fan of some of the actors in this movie, or more specifically a fan of who I think was the best actor in the movie, uh, the actor for Shang Tsung, Peter, do you remember what his name is? Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. Yeah, so Kerry Tagawa, actually, because of how much fans loved his performance in this movie, was able to return to Mortal Kombat 11, where he re-portrayed Shang Tsung, and is a very central character in the after- I think it's the Aftermath DLC story where Shang Tsung actually comes back and they use like his mocap, his like likeness. It's literally Kerry Tagawa in a video game. And, you know, people say this is like the best Shang Tsung interpretation of all video games. And like that really carries over from, started from here, from this movie. Because people, fans really like this performance. Isn't that what matters? Just fans like the movie, right? Yeah, I, I mean... Guess. I can't think of anybody else asking for a Mortal Kombat movie besides the fans, you know? Yeah. But that being said, uh, I wanted to make our own separate section to talk about soundtrack, but to be fair, the only really memorable piece from this like movie is the like the main Mortal Kombat theme. Oh, yeah. Which I will say is a banger. It is iconic, I will it say. It is such a banger. Now, do you know if they added it to, like, future installments of games i don't they i don't did. know they, they, they did yeah. right yeah yeah that's um i can't remember where they added it in i guess previous games but i'm pretty sure from mortal kombat 11 they have a stage where you play uh as like i don't i don't remember what it is but like in the background of, of this stage you see like mortal kombat arcade machines in mortal kombat 11 and i'm pretty sure they play either a sample of that theme or they actually play like the main Mortal Kombat theme in that specific stage. Because the thing is, like, people really love that theme. Like, that's become like the Mortal Kombat theme for like every fan of Mortal Kombat. And like, the thing is, like, maybe for people who are like later fans of Mortal Kombat, they don't realize that that specific theme came from this movie, actually. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought it was actually from a game. But I mean, now that I think about it, this movie came out in 1995. And when did Mortal Kombat come out? Like first game, mm, like pretty early on. Let me check that right now. First release date. So but, this I mean, movie came yeah. out in nineteen ninety five. Okay, so the first game came out in nineteen ninety two. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, it, it really makes sense that the theme came from this. 
that I, I played the original with William, so I I don't remember that 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 game really only has like one soundtrack in it to give. So yeah, or I guess two with character select screen and like actual fighting, I guess. But but yeah, iconic as hell. I I think that's the only thing we can really talk about the soundtrack. Otherwise, like it's really kind of forgettable for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I mean, they play it right. They like they have it at like the epic moments, like when they're fighting. So. Uh, it's also very iconic, and that's it was uh, the in the second video of Smosh. You know what made them viral is they did a parody <laughs> or something on this this theme. Smosh is still it's still, it's still a channel, right? Yeah, of course it's still a channel. But like that, this was one of the <laughs> like them doing a video on the World Con theme is like one of the like reasons why they initially got popular. So yeah, there's some relevance in our current times, especially with YouTube. So speaking of current times, would you say that the movie itself has aged well? Like, how how would you say like what's aged well from the movie and what hasn't aged well? I do you want to go first? Uh yeah sure sure um I'd say like the general story the campiness it's like funny to me in twenty twenty and with how big like bad movies like the room are and like how unintentional funny scenes have kind of become like memed on or like they're popularized. I think people who haven't come to see, who haven't had any background Mortal Kombat and who are, you know, in our generation would come to enjoy this movie just to kind of find a movie that's entertaining. If you take it too seriously, I think people could find critiques, but I think the overall, like the types of jokes, the, the camp, the really cheesiness of the dialogue have aged well i think some of the fight choreography is a bit a bit rusty it's not john wick in, in terms of you know high-paced action they have some good choreography in there but it's not the best and more specifically i'd say the cgi is the thing that's aged badly it's probably definitely aged the worst but the types of characters that they have in the movie are surprisingly modern especially i think Liu king but yeah yeah, I mean, you can tell that the movie was made in the '90s, just from their outfits mostly, but mm-hmm. and haircuts. Yeah, I I agree for the most part. It's just it's aged. I would say it's aged well overall, but yeah, yeah some some things haven't aged well, like the CGI, uh, some of the effects and the choreo. You know, obviously it could be more polished, maybe a little faster, like I mentioned. But I mean, for the most part, it, it's good for what it is, so it isn't bad. I mean, I think they were trying to kind of follow... I, I don't know. Now that I think about it, they might have been trying to follow, like, the Mortal Kombat kind of style of kind of, like, slower-paced fighting, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I say that, but then if you watch pros play it, then they're, like, insane movement and stuff, so... Um. So they did use this song in, like, future ads of Mortal Kombat for, like, some of the games and stuff. And I guess more specifically, it says in like Mortal Kombat 11, there was a remix of this song by Jace Hall. Oh, okay. So there was a remix for the song in the Mortal Kombat 9, aka the 2011 version reboot. And also, there was also this uh, theme used in a remix official launch trailer for Mortal Kombat 11. Not sure if it plays in the games, but yeah. They, so, so, you're, so you're telling me the song is still used today? Yeah, so like the developers, the creators of Mortal Kombat, they, they love the song too. Yeah, it's a great song. It really is. It gets you pumped. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I there is definitely that hint of nostalgia for both of us, but I mean, it's still a great song, to be honest. 
So one thing I want to mention before we get on to like the end of the episode where we review or we give our thoughts, rating, stuff like that, is I want to mention that this movie has a lot of big guys in it. Uh, chonkers and just like... <laughs> big... Chunguses. Yeah, we got some big chunguses and then we also got some jacked as hell guys. For example, Liu Kang or Robin, Robin Cho. Is it Robin Cho, right? I think it's Robin Shu. Oh, shoes. Um... Yeah, or yeah, Robin Shu might be, might be, might be Robin Shu. You never see, you have to see Johnny Cage shirtless in this movie, but Robin Shu's just rocking shirtless the whole freaking movie, mm-hmm. wearing that bodybuilder like tank top that doesn't really hide anything. You're just, <laughs> I don't know why that's considered clothing. So, but I mean, yeah, the guys are in great shape in this movie. So, fun fact: Robin Shu, actor for Liu Kang, he's sixty years old now. And the actor wow. for Shang Tsung is 69 years old. So it really, you know. Wait, Shang Tsung was only barely older. He's about like almost 10 years older than Liu Kang. I thought he was like a lot older. Nah, I think that's just like how he was. Hmm. Also, the main theme of Mortal Kombat apparently is officially called Techno Syndrome. Techno Syndrome. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, most people just call it the MK theme, but yeah. Right, but that, that this is one thing I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to get to our ratings, I guess? Sure, you can go first. Alright, so, as always, I have my two ratings. My number rating and my age-like rating. So, I'll go with my number rating first. I'll give this movie a 7 out of 10. Now, I would give it a higher score, but the movie definitely has not aged well in a lot of departments. But overall, like like I said, like CGI and stuff. And the movie's kind of dark, too. There's some scenes where I couldn't really see what was happening, too. And the quality isn't, like, the best because, you know, it was made in the 90s. So, I mean, like, the movie's a great movie. It's really enjoyable to watch. It's cheesy. And I would say, like, I would re- really recommend it if, like, you're not only just a Mortal Kombat, not only if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, but just, like, if you're a video game fan in general, you should definitely give this movie a watch. It's just really, really fun to watch. It's cheesy. And I just, I really enjoyed it. But I had to take off points for stuff like how it's aged. And I wouldn't say it's aged incredibly amazingly. But, I mean, it's it's a 90s movie. That's, like, honestly, that's the best way I can describe it. It's, like, a 90s action movie that gives me a lot of, like, Hong Kong cinema vibes. Which I love Hong Kong cinema to this day. And my age like rating. I would say age like a nostalgic video game. Now, William was flaming me because <laughs> he said none of my age like ratings make sense. Even though I do explain them. But what I mean by nostalgic video game is that, you know, you have such a fond memory of, like, anything, especially like a video game. And you're like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. They are. I remember that video game being amazing. Then you go back and you realize how bad it is in terms of, like, I don't know, graphics, controls, you know, how it feels, stuff yeah, like that. But, I mean, overall, you're like, clunky controls. yeah, but, but, like, overall, you're like, you know what? Overall, I'm glad. Like this game is really fun, even though a lot of it hasn't aged well. So that's my thoughts on Mortal Kombat. So on to you, William. So I would say my rating is aged like Mortal Kombat 11 out of 10, where it's a combination of both your your ratings and my typical ratings. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, I just realized actually that we didn't really spoil any of the main plot points of this movie, besides like maybe the beginning plot and just kind of the general plot. So I would say, without going into too much into spoilers since we haven't really dived into those, 
I really enjoyed this movie from beginning to end. Like there was a lot of campiness, cheesiness, and I love the game Mortal Kombat 11, even though I'm terrible at fighting games, besides Smash Bros. And yeah, I would say it's on that level of enjoyment for me. While I actually think that this game's pl- or this movie's plot is probably a little bit better than Mortal Kombat 11's main story, since that is a whole mess in terms of its plot but yeah i really enjoyed this movie i would definitely recommend it to anyone who just wants to have like a good time with friends and just kind of enjoy a campy fun entertaining movie and yeah that's everything i have for my rating all right so before we sign off i will i just want to do two more things one send a message to matt um essentially to say uh or to kind of test if he's actually listening to this because i doubt he's going to listen to this so basically, Matt, if you're listening, I don't know. What, what, what do you want him to do? Uh, call Peter what you normally call him. That main insult that involves the word skinny and virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if, <laughs> if you, Matt, if you're listening to this, to prove that you're listening to this, send, send me that message on and our Discord. As well as that, also tell Peter uh, that he's an alcoholic because... I realize that he says that one insult to you very often, and if he calls you an alcoholic, that would come out of nowhere, right? That would be out of the blue. So yeah, just say that, Matt. If you really listen to this episode. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. I, I will say I don't I don't drink alcohol yeah. that often at all. So once in a blue moon. And yeah, so uh, any ideas for what our next episode should be, actually? Uh, if we're continuing the 90s theme, then I am fresh out of ideas. I mean, Matt suggested some, so... That's true, but uh, I don't Matt, whatever, I like, to uh, update our Twitter page, uh, <laughs> hit, hit a tweet <laughs> up on us on ALW underscore podcast at Twitter. Um, YouTube.com <laughs> slash uh, podcast. What? We have an Age Like Wine podcast. Uh, you can tell it's our channel by a cursed picture that I will not be able our to escape. Our new album cover. Okay, new yeah. Um, but yeah, some movies that Matt suggested to us were like Tommy Boy, Batman Forever, American Pie, Silence of the Lambs. If those interest you, please tweet out at us at Age Like Wine Podcast. And I think that's about everything that we have to say today. Am I missing anything? Nope. All right, so I think we might have to put a video game in there one of these uh, one of these days for the nineties theme. Yeah, yeah, we could do like Smash sixty four or something. I think that came out in the nineties. Oh, what's wrong with you? Hey, dude, it's a nineties game, and I mean, I don't, I don't think we're gonna do Earthbound. Spoilers, sorry, Earthbound's a future episode, but don't think we're ever gonna do that. It's too long. It's not that long of a game. Probably right. only thirty to forty hours. Oh yeah. Well, okay. That being said, thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed and stay safe out there. Wear your mask, all the rules, and yeah, peace out. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. And just to let you guys know, as a spoiler, we will never review the game Xenoblade Chronicles or any of its successors or sequels. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to this episode of Age Like Wine podcast. Thank you and good night. <laughs>